What is my purpose? When will I ever make my family proud? Why am I here? Does this make me a man? I feel stuck. Is it all worth it? Uh, this is a loop. Why can't I stay happy? I'm broke. When am I going to get some money? should cause you to stay in a world of false illusion. You think something should be a certain way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The expectations of the world, the expectations of mm -hmm. society, mm -hmm. because society has so many expectations on us. You know, you have expectations in being a man. You have expectations in being a woman. You have expectations of being a black woman. You have expectations of being a black man. Then you have expectations of being a husband, mm -hmm. of being a wife, mm -hmm. of being a mother, of being, and it's just like, when does it end? Right, <laughs> and, and, and because of all those layers of expectation, we try our best to fulfill every single role, mm -hmm. and we end up overextending ourselves, and it becomes overwhelming, and then we self-sabotage. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back in to another season of To Unbecome 101. I am your host, Alfred J. This is my lovely co-host, Nikia. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in with a guided meditation. Now, if you can, close your eyes. If you are not in the position to close your eyes, keep your eyes and your ears open, okay? So let's just get comfortable for a moment. And you don't have to go lay down or any of those things. We're just going to start by taking a deep breath in through our nose and breathing it out through our mouth. Take another deep breath in through your nose and breathe it out through your mouth. Take another inhale in through your nose and just hold it when you reach the top for a moment. And when you exhale, exhale with the sound of ah. Now, I just want you to envision yourself as though you are in a movie theater. You are at home watching television. And on this movie theater screen or on your home screen, you see yourself. You see the movie of you. You are exactly how you are right now. You are just simply observing yourself, not trying to change anything about yourself. You may see your, what you may call flaws, the things that you want to change, but you just start to observe yourself in those little things that you would call your flaws. And you start to accept those flaws. You start to accept you for who you are in the right here, right now. You start to feel this loving, warm, kind feeling towards yourself. You start to explore how you may feel when you see yourself interacting on the screen. You start to see your personality and start to accept your personality and where you are. Regardless of any of the changes that you want to make, regardless of how you feel about yourself prior to this moment, what you see now is a direct reflection of where you are, of who you are. And though it is important to make major changes in life and to evolve and grow, you accept where you are. You are content, understanding that it's okay to want more but expressing a gratitude for where you are right now. Now, I just want you to feel this loving self-acceptance towards yourself, not needing or wanting to change anything about you, just allowing yourself to be as you are, 
Now you can take this moment to embrace yourself by saying some positive things to yourself or you can give yourself a big hug or rub on your arm, whatever makes you feel loved, whatever makes you feel accepted, I want you to do that right now. And just say to yourself aloud or to yourself, I accept me. I love me. I am happy right now with me. I am pure perfection. Right here, right now. I express self-acceptance. Now, I just want you to begin to feel your way back into the room. Taking the inhale in through your nose. Exhaling it out through your mouth. Beginning to open your eyes. You can move your shoulders, wiggle your fingers. Just getting yourself back into your body. Filling back into this space. Take one last inhale in through your nose. Hold it at the top. And exhale with the sound of ah. Just releasing everything that no longer serves you including your lack of self-acceptance. You now accept yourself just a little bit more today. Very good. Thank you for leading us in meditation. Of course, I hope you guys enjoyed it. For sure, make sure you lock in to um, more meditations and more content in regards to self-awareness, happiness, emotional intelligence, and just overall wellness. For sure. And with speaking about wellness, today's topic, we're talking about happiness. Happiness where? Where? Where is it? Where is this happiness that we speak of? <laughs> hey. Right? Sometimes I guess it is hard to come into a place of happiness. It's hard to understand what that is because it's like, what is it? So with that being said, then I think it's necessary for us to define it first hey. and then let's kind of unfold it in a practical way. Like how do we grasp at it? How do we work towards it? Elevate our vibration or frequency towards it, right. whatever. Like how does, what's how do we define it? Well, first I feel like everybody defines happiness for themselves differently. Now for me, you know, I went to Google and I did a search and the first few things that popped up, I was like, huh, you know, okay. And then I kind of scrolled a little bit and I found something very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So it said that happiness defined is an enduring state of mind consisting not only feelings of joy, contentment, and other positive emotions, but also a sense that one's life is meaningful and valued. Mm. So I thought that that definition really hit home because to me that said that it's not necessarily a feeling based on your circumstance or what you have going on, but it's more so like this inner knowing of I mean something. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, a purpose on this earth. I'm not just here just to be here. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that showed me that happiness can exist mm -hmm. no matter what state of situation or class or, you know, circumstance mm -hmm. that you're in. You mm -hmm. can find happiness mm -hmm. within yourself. Mm -hmm. As you were speaking, it made me think about uh, a couple things. Number one is that happiness is more of a skill than it is an emotional experience. Mm -hmm. um, we can feel joy, that's true. Um, and usually what's linked to the joy that we feel 
is excitement and this uplifting vibration. Mm -hmm. Like we we know joy when we feel it. And I think we associate happiness and joy, you know, they're like interlinked, but not really. Uh, joy is an emotional experience that we have. That's true. But happiness is something we got to work towards seeing. Like we got to see it on purpose. And just like the definition that you just mentioned, it talks about how like it's, it's seeing personal value and recognizing the purpose that you are. Now, that brings me to a question that I want to ask you, too, is like when it comes to purpose, how does one find their purpose and what is purpose? I personally feel like your purpose is something that you already like you're in innate nature, mm -hmm. which I think that that's hard to define sometimes because we have so many belief systems instilled in us from birth. We're being taught what to believe, what to do, who to be, what to like, what not to like, what's right, what's wrong. And so I feel like your purpose is when you can remove all of that fluff and you start to come out of what everyone else tell you you're supposed to believe in. Mm -hmm. And it's like this inner, you, you dig into like your inner being of, okay, this comes naturally for me. This is who I naturally am. And it's kind of hard to define, like, what is your purpose? Because you can use it in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I feel like all of our purpose on this earth is to connect, to love, to share and, you know, to share, mm -hmm. to to love and be loved, to, to come be on there accord. for one another. Right. Mm -hmm. And so your purpose is not something that can be defined by anybody else. It's something that you have to define for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a little secret between you and the universe. Mm -hmm. Only you truly know like what you that gotta, is. Like, you got to soulfully identify your purpose. Exactly. And I put emphasis on the word soulfully identify because you got to look within yourself. It's not going to be out here in the mm -hmm. external world like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm a basketball player. I'm a football it's player. Like, oh, I'm good I'm at a, singing. I'm yeah, a singer. Like, but that don't necessarily mean your purpose is to sing. For your sure. purpose could be to deliver messages in your songs. Through your singing. Your, your purpose could be to reverse social injustice with a, with a basketball game. Mm -hmm. Like the audience that you bring to your football game, to the catches you make, to the passes you throw, that audience that you bring that gives you the opportunity to express your purpose. So your purpose isn't your actions right. that you take, mm -hmm. but more so, like I said, it's like that secret between mm -hmm. you and the universe. And, mm -hmm. you know, we tend to look up when we talk about the universe because, I mean, it's, you know, up, it just seems limitless. It mm -hmm. seems endless. And so your purpose, it could be anything. It's just up to you to tap into it. As, as it makes, that makes me think about, like, for me personally, um, as I matured and grown through over the years, like, I've... I, I mentioned the football thing because I thought that was one of my purposes to bring millions of dollars to my family with playing football uh, or writing music and making it big and everybody knows me and I'm rich and I'm famous. You know, those are my younger days. Those are my aspirations for my younger days. And I thought that was my purpose. But uh, as I sit with my family over the past few years, you know, post pandemic, I'm watching myself basically be a gardener. So my true purpose, my sole purpose is to be a father. The happiness is inevitable. It, 
the skill becomes a little more stronger because I'm not looking out in a world to fulfill or to give me that happiness or to say or to validate my happiness. You know, now I look at the 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 simple things which are the big things. I what I like to say is like I magnify the small things in order to understand the magnitude of life. You may not know what your purpose is. You may not have, you know, heard that little whisper or tapped into yourself just yet, but that doesn't mean that you can't find that happiness within your everyday task mm -hmm. and you're exploring what that means, mm -hmm. what you mean to be here. Mm -hmm. um, now, with with the pursuit of happiness, like I was going to bring up a, a few moments ago, I'll bring this section up because I want to talk about the forefathers of America and I bring it up because they too were running away from something in pursuit of something that's why they came to the agreement to write down in 1776 you know the pursuit of happiness let's all sign this piece of paper and and solidify like yo we got to keep chasing and hustling for this thing and keep grinding for this thing in order to obtain this thing but do we have to do all that to to get our happy do we have to hustle grind and scratch and claw our way to happiness why is happiness why does happiness feel like it's such a hard thing to hold on to? Why does it slip through our our hands, essentially? I feel like happiness is more of a state of being than, you know, an emotion or, you know, like you said, it's a skill, so you have to practice. So it's something as mm -hmm. simple as appreciating your everyday life and walking outside and finding happiness. And these trees are actually assisting with giving me oxygen, mm -hmm. you know? I can see, I can hear, I can cook for my family, I can homeschool my kids, mm -hmm. I can get up and meditate and self-regulate myself. So I feel like with happiness, like you said, instead of it being a pursuit of, okay, if I make a million dollars, I'll be happy. If mm -hmm. I get a record deal, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. It's more so in finding that happiness within your bounds, mm -hmm. what you already have. And once you can find that happiness in what's already, mm -hmm. then you open the door for unlimited happiness. Because if you can find a happiness and you're right here, right now, I feel like it doesn't matter where you are in life, you'll always want more. Mm -hmm. There's always a level that you can go up to. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always something to obtain. There's always something to go get. Mm -hmm. And so it's not until you can find the happiness in where you are right now and be content with where you are. And in that being, in that contentment, it's not saying I don't want more. Mm -hmm. It's not saying I want, I don't want to aim higher. It's simply saying I accept where I am. I'm appreciative of where I am. Mm -hmm. And that gratitude is key to getting you more happiness ultimately. Mm -hmm. Because if I can express gratitude and really feel gratitude in my worst moment, imagine what I can feel in, in my highest higher. moment. Yeah, for sure. And so as a skill, you have to work your way to that, mm -hmm. just like with anything to see else. Yeah. You're not naturally just going to be like, oh, I'm happy because of this. I'm happy because of that. You have to kind of force yourself to say, I am happy that I'm able to sit here mm -hmm. right now and have this conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I have access to clean drinking water. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I can sit outside and breathe in fresh air. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so just allowing yourself to be in this state mm -hmm. of happiness. Mm -hmm. To reside in the state of happiness is 
where I want to be. I feel like <laughs> you know what I mean. I feel like, and it's like you said, it's it's a skill. So that means that we had to you have to teach it to yourself and allow the world to teach it to you as well. Be able to see the beauty and all the chaos because of course what we're fed, the news, social media, and all of these outlets, they show us the worst of the worst. And the worst of the worst has always been happening. So what about the greatest things? What about the good mm -hmm. things? What about the beauty? What about mm -hmm. the things that we can show appreciation for? And if it wasn't for the dark moments, if it wasn't for war, we wouldn't have peace. If it wasn't for hate, we wouldn't have love. So ultimately, there's happiness everywhere, especially in our darkest moments, mm -hmm. because that's what highlights the, the light. Mm -hmm. That's what highlights happiness is sadness. If I never felt sadness, I wouldn't even know what happiness was. One thousand. So. One thousand. And I wonder what it is that like makes us, and I say us, I mean humans, right? Like why do we achieve something and we barely celebrate it because our mind immediately goes to, okay, what's next? I think us doing that also eliminates our ability to really to embrace, happy. to remain happy, bro. Like for, sure. for real, because um, that, that makes me think about, and I said this to you yesterday, when we were, and I was dealing with some childhood trauma a couple months ago when we moved back up from Miami here to North Carolina, and we were living in a hotel, you know, at, at age eight, me and my family, we lost our home, lived in a shelter for a couple weeks, felt like forever for me because I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But then we, moved around a bit, moved to a lot of different schools, lived out of hotels and X, Y, Z. And then here I am, fast forward time, 32 years old with my family mm -hmm. living out of a hotel. Mm -hmm. And it really, really triggered me. And I was having like some very, very hard times trying to grasp onto happiness. Mm -hmm. And because even though the situation wasn't the same, mm -hmm. and you had it to do and it wasn't the same circumstance. It, it triggered the, that. Yep unhappiness that you felt as yep. a child so how do you go and get that happiness when you're triggered mm -hmm. that's, that's and, good and then and, and then after that what we did we, we moved into our new place and i was completely grateful for our new place mm -hmm. you know the amenities are fire mm -hmm. gym is fire pool is fire we got more space you know the kitchen is is more spacious we're able to cook meals in our kitchen instead of in a microwave and a in a hotel. And let me guess, that was short-lived. That was short-lived. And <laughs> and I was so excited to be here in this new place. Mm -hmm. So happy, so grateful. Every moment I woke up, I was like, you know, you know, thank you, universe. Thank you, spirit, for giving us this place. A couple weeks passed. Now I'm kind of complaining, like, dang, why am I, you know, why am I, why do I still got my kids living in the same, you know, room? Like, oh man, my kitchen not big enough. Oh, you know, I don't really like the color of the floors. I wish I had more, I wish I had more, what's, what's next, what's next? And when I started doing that, I started taking away the happiness that I was in, in, enduring mm -hmm. and experiencing when we first got this place. So Facts. it's trippy that we constantly do that. But I, I think just a few moments ago, you was talking about you included social media. And I think that's a big part of us wanting more, more, more and trying to go past the boundaries. I was gonna that say, I think in. that, I definitely think that social media definitely has as in a chokehold, as the young kids would say. <laughs> For real. Um, and I feel like that can definitely be a major contribution to our lack of gratitude, our lack of appreciation, or the the, the time frame of it, mm -hmm. how it's so short-lived. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when we get on social media, we constantly are feeding ourselves. One moment we're happy, like something is making us smile. The next moment, something is making us 
so sad. We literally feel like we want to cry. And then it's like, oh, we're laughing. And it's so many things. Mm -hmm. No matter what your algorithm is, you cannot just completely set it to a happiness algorithm. You know right. I mean? You're going to get a little bit of everything when you're It's not built like that. And yeah. when you're in social media. And it's meant to fulfill a void. All these different chemicals are in your mm -hmm. brain. And it's, you know, you're, you're being pulled all these different ways. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to why can't I remain in a state of happiness? Well, because you were content with where you are. Until you've seen that somebody else has yep. something else that you would like to mm -hmm. experience. Yep. And it's okay to, you know, be exposed to those things. But I feel like we are at a state of overexposure. Overexposure. And so 1, when we can go and scroll and we can see billion dollar homes and multi-million dollar homes. And you're living in what is a really nice place. But then you go see a nicer place. Mm -hmm. That now, takes you out of the state of gratitude because it's yep. like, mm, now it's not enough. Now I want that. Yep. And it's like, why do we set ourselves up for that? Yep. And that takes me to, you know, for me personally, that right there is why I personally take extended breaks from social media. And I always come back to the same conclusion. Mm -hmm. I know that social media is imperative. You know, it's an amazing tool. You can use it to truly connect with people. But... I feel like we definitely take advantage of it when it comes to all of the content that mm -hmm. it has to offer. And it ends up keep like it, it kind of keeps you stuck at this place of always wanting something else. Number one, when you post on social media, the average person is going to post their highlight reel. So we're looking at a bunch of people's highlight reels. Mm -hmm. And so the best, the best, best of the best. Yep. You know, if I take a selfie, the selfie I posted today, if I take a selfie, I'm not going to go with the first one. I'm going to take a few of them. <laughs> a couple of them, yeah. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. we've been offered filters and yep. all of these different things, enhancements, where we can change yep. who we really are. So if we go and post a picture and we're putting filters on them, we're changing things, now they have AI technology where you can suck this in yep. and, and change that part. all of this yep. and, mm -hmm. you know, take the freckles off and do all this other stuff. So it's like, okay. If we're going to those extreme measures to change who we truly are just simply on the outside, then number one, we're not feeling good enough in the inside. 1,000. We're not happy in the inside. 1,000. So then when I do post my highlight reels, I want you to feel like my life is up here. Mm -hmm. And so we're creating these impossible. 1,000. It's like we overstretching ourselves in a sense. I think that might be increasing the lack of happiness, right? Mm -hmm. Is we overextending ourselves. Just like I say to you all the time, like I think whatever could be built has been built. And now just, you know, humans, we just recreate. Just different varieties and variations Absolutely. of now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, it really affects us. And it's, it's not a social media bashing, but it's a reality it's an actuality that that we face and you know I was doing some just a little bit of research and I've seen a few statistics on how like the average person spends at least seven hours a day on the internet on social media platforms at least seven hours and then I also saw that 45% of people globally that were surveyed haven't felt happiness in over two years which makes sense since you know the pandemic happened three years ago you know and then people haven't felt it since then and then 25 percent of those people globally forgot altogether what happiness felt like for them 
So people don't even know what to go seek for. You know, listening to those statistics, it just kind of takes me back to my personal story of social media. I know that for me, when I do take those extended mm -hmm. breaks, I feel most happy. You are taken away ultimately from your own life mm -hmm. because you're engaged in now everybody else's life. So what if you, instead of spending seven hours, you spent one hour mm -hmm. and you use the rest of those six hours to do the things that are good for you. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, that's meditation. That's doing my yoga inversions. That's, you know, just taking time to, I like to go to the store and just walk around and take a drive without music. You know, doing the things that make you feel like you can step into a state of happiness. Mm -hmm. Work and reward. Work and reward. Yeah, <laughs> and like what, what choices can we make that make every you feel day good. that make you feel good and fulfilled, and fulfilled, right? Because every decision that we make is see, decisions are our fuel for our vehicle. It's the thing that takes us from one moment to the next. There is no yesterday in this moment right now. There is no tomorrow in this moment right now. We only have this moment. And when we get to tomorrow, it'll only be this moment. It'll always be now. So we have to recognize that the only thing that takes us from one moment to the next is the decisions that we make. Right. And every decision that we make inspires an emotion or a thought. And based on those thoughts or these emotions, then that's our next decision that we're going to make. And, and see, that's reality. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of us are living in an expectation mm -hmm. versus a reality. One thousand. You know what I mean? I feel like when it comes to happiness, expectations to me is like at the top of the list on why a lot of people aren't happy. Yeah. Because you have these expectations. And to me, I feel like expectations just cause you to stay in a world of false illusion. You think something should be a certain way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be the way in which you see it. But when you live in a state of expectation, you close your mind so that when mm -hmm. things actually do happen, you don't see that it could be what you need or what you've asked for, what you've manifest or you know, what you've prayed for, what you've meditated for. Mm -hmm. But because you expected it to look like this thing, mm -hmm. you've canceled out any other way of it coming to you, of you receiving this thing, yep. because this is how it should look. This mm -hmm. is how I want it to look. When we take away expectation, especially expectation of self, expectation of relationships, imagine how much more harmony we would feel, ultimately mm -hmm. becoming more happy. Mm -hmm. For an example, instead of having these expectations for myself, you know, I scroll social media and I'm seeing somebody just going to get it. So it's like, ooh, I expect to be a millionaire by the end of this year. I'm expecting to do this and to do that. And I want to look like this and I want to look like that. Instead of just having these like specific expectations, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, things that you want to aim for, Absolutely. motivations and inspirations. Absolutely. But it's another thing to just expect that, okay, if I do this one thing, this is what's going to make me a millionaire. Absolutely. If I, you know, say this one thing, that's what's going to get me to this place. Because mm -hmm. it's like, even in your purpose, your purpose can be fulfilled in many different ways, mm -hmm. but if you only expect or look to it to, you know, to be only one way, mm -hmm. then you close the door for you to spread your purpose in a limitless amount of ways. In a limitless amount of ways. Um, a quote that I, a quote that I like to go by is: "Success is not a predestined moment in the future; it's the continuous evolution of the human mind." So, like you're saying, it's being open to the limitless possibilities mm -hmm. of what can occur. Being able to expand ourselves beyond what we were conditioned to seeing and viewing originally. Because we talk about expectations and reality, and really what, you know, the major thing is 
the expectations of the world, the expectations of mm -hmm. society, mm -hmm. because society has so many expectations on us. You know, you have expectations in being a man. You have expectations in being a woman. You have expectations of being a black woman. You have expectations of being a black man. Then you have expectations of being a husband, mm -hmm. of being a wife, mm -hmm. of being a mother, of being, and it's just like, when does it end? Right, and, <laughs> and, and because of all those layers of expectation, we try our best to fulfill every single role, mm -hmm. and we end up overextending ourselves, and it becomes overwhelming, and then we self-sabotage, and when we go down that rabbit hole, it's almost inevitable that we will not see happy we won't be able to mm -hmm. hold on to happy mm -hmm. because we we outstretched ourselves we're pouring from an empty cup and and from that the moment you decide to play by your own rules and do what works for you mm -hmm. and not give a fuck about what society has to say mm -hmm. that's when you also rem like you go into this state of happiness mm -hmm. that it's almost untouched yeah, yeah, yeah unmatched because it's like you know gender roles so what i'm a female i want to wash my own car i want to pump my own gas mm -hmm. you know something as simple as that can take you like completely out of a state of unhappiness because somebody posts on social media and say oh look at this guy sitting in a car and his woman is pumping the gas maybe he's sitting in the car with a broken leg we don't know mm -hmm. we just continue to and i you know said that example because i feel like we just judge one another's situations mm -hmm. and that can like those judgments sets the expectations. Mm -hmm. Those judgments sets these unwritten rules. And so we're out here having to like move accordingly mm -hmm. to what society tells us we should be instead of just simply doing what works for you. Yeah, I, I like how you said the unwritten rules. I, me personally, I think that, that right there is what really be tearing us up because we'd be trying to play directly to these unwritten rules. Mm -hmm. to, like, but why? Like, we don't have to react certain ways. We don't have to be certain ways. We can really, you know, evolve past how we were trained to be. If you are a person that feels happiness, guilt, you know, you don't, you shouldn't feel guilty for being happy. You know, I definitely do sometimes, I can't lie, but it's like, it's not our responsibility to make the world happy. It's not your responsibility to try to make the other person happy. If you are in a state of happiness, continue to be in a state of happiness because just like darkness, light is contagious. Mm -hmm. And so if I continue to be happy, if I continue to express my happiness, then no, it's not going to make somebody else happy because I'm happy because they're responsible for their own happiness. Mm -hmm. But maybe it'll open the door for them to say, right. what can I do to feel how she feels. Yeah, like, how are you so happy right now? Like, what what are you doing to, and to it's be like, happy? I'm living in this same world as mm -hmm. you're living in, but sometimes you just get tired of feeling shitty mm -hmm. and you want to do something about it. It's not about, like, not ever facing adversity, not ever facing sadness, not ever being down, but it's just about how do you bounce back? Yep. Can I bounce back quicker? Yep. Instead of me being unhappy for a full seven days when I can just face my shit and deal with it now. Yep. I could just be unhappy for 12 hours versus 24 hours. Yep. So it's not about not ever feeling unhappiness because unhappiness isn't a bad thing because mm -hmm. without it, we wouldn't know it's We're opposite. Happy. Yeah. What are some practices that our listeners, ourselves, mm -hmm. right? What are some practices that we can implement on a daily mm -hmm. to remain open and willing? 
So some practices that I personally do, because I can only speak from the things that I do, <laughs> and, you know, hopefully it will work for you. Or even if it doesn't work for you or if it's not your thing, I suggest you to try it because one little thing can be, you know, the catalyst to open it up to what yeah. your thing is. So for me, it's meditation. It's doing yoga, handstand, inversion, journaling. Mm -hmm. So for me, my journaling looks different from your journaling. So for me, I have a gratitude journal. So it's simple. I write down three things that I'm grateful for. What am I trying to attract and how am I attracting it in that day? And then writing 10 affirmations. And in those 10 affirmations, I write them, I say them out loud. And it doesn't matter how you're feeling. Whatever you feed yourself is what you will begin to be to feel and I know there's been moments where I may feel down I may feel yucky I may feel shitty whatever and it's like I'm saying these affirmations to myself unconsciously really and sometimes you want to be in a shitty mood and it's like I just want to stay here and the next thing you know you hyping yourself up and you don't even feel like that no more and it's like dang how did I do that mm -hmm. well it's because of these practices the practices that I implement on a consistent basis that helps me to stay open and willing is fitness. Fitness is, I call it a, a spiritual practice because it's when you really get to tune into yourself. Whenever your mind wants to quit, whenever your body wants to quit, you can tell yourself to keep going. And the more you do that, the stronger you become. You burst past certain boundaries and limitations that you have for yourself physically and mentally. Not only that, we're able to sweat out and breathe out toxins from previous moments, right? We are an accumulation of yesterdays. So every time we get to practice fitness, we get to detox from those yesterdays. We get to clear ourselves out. Mm -hmm. So it's necessary to practice fitness, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you don't practice fitness on a regular basis, I encourage you to do that, right? And just like Key just mentioned, it's necessary for us to also journal, right? Journaling is a cathartic experience, meaning that when you take a pencil or a pen and you write down your thoughts and you write down your emotions that you're experiencing, you get to feel what's happening versus typing it out, mm -hmm. you know, on your keyboard, on your on your phone or your mm -hmm. tablet, whatever the case. You get a whole different experience when you actually write out mm -hmm. what you're experiencing. For sure. Okay. Um, so I challenge you to do a journal prompt on self-acceptance. Write a letter to yourself. Yes. Gratitude letter. Write a letter saying about uh, the things you're grateful for. An experience you went through that felt like hell, and now you're on the reward end of that moment. Express gratitude in that letter uh, about for that experience. For those lessons that yep. you learned. Mm -hmm. And I challenge you to... When you wake up, you don't have to write it down if you don't want. You can say it out loud. But when you wake up in the a.m., simply state three things instantly that you're grateful for. Yep. Right when you lay your head on the pillow, even if you aren't about to go to sleep at that moment, state three things that you're grateful for. And then you can move it up to five things and ten things. And the next thing you know, you have an abundance of gratitude. So what I am going to do is post a 30-day self-care calendar for you guys. And I want you, you can either download it, you can screenshot it, put it on your phone. We want to also include that we are looking to collaborate. If you want us to wear your product, yep. if you want it, if you have a clothing brand or 
uh, a water brand or a drink brand or yep. any of those things that contribute to health and wellness in any way, then we're definitely looking for sponsors. This was an honor to be able to express this information with you. I hope you got something out of it. We talked about happiness. Where, right? Where is our happiness? Our happiness is located in inside side of us, right? And we can gotta go find it. Yep, we gotta stay. We stay tuned into it when we remain open and willing. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media handles, and we would love for you guys to send in questions and topics. We will answer your questions to the best of our ability, and we would love to hear what kind of topics you guys are interested in so that we can make this podcast for you. Absolutely. Thank you for tapping in. Now that everything has been said and done, is one last thing we need y'all to do. Help us grow. And you can do that by hitting the like button. Share. That's major. Share it. Yep. With anybody. Yep. Subscribe. Subscribe. To Unbecome 101. Season two. Peace. I had to remind myself. Had to, I had to remind myself. Had to, I had to remind myself. Yo, I be tripping sometimes.